This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, a lovely warm welcome to Mr. Dane Whittle, who, of course, is the newest, the newest member of the Chelsea Fancast. 500 episodes near near enough, uh, or probably just over by the time you li- listen to this. And finally, we get uh, another new person on, which I love to do. Now, of course, Dane, some of you will know anyway, but some of you will also know, because I mention his name every week to thank him hugely for all the fine work that he does uh, on our Instagram, on the Chelsea Fancast Instagram account. Uh, largely because I have no idea how to use it. So, Dane, first of all, thank you for all the fine work you do on the uh, Chelsea Fancast Instagram. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for allowing me to do it. You having fun with it? Yeah, no, I do enjoy it. I wish I could do it more. My job doesn't allow me to whip my phone out and uh, <laughs> keep really up to date with all the Chelsea news. It's usually uh, before I go to work or late uh, afternoon, evening, which I can post stuff or... Unless I'm really prepared, I'll uh, save it on the notes on my phone the uh, night before. Mm, excellent. Well, I'm very grateful for the fact that you do it. And I know a lot of people love Instagram, whereas they don't like Twitter or Facebook. So it's another essential string to our bow. Now, the reason I've got you on, of course, is that we're going through all of the uh, Chelsea Fancast uh, presenters and contributors to have a chat with them about their Chelsea, how they found the club. Uh, their favourite games, favourite players, all that kind of thing. So, first of all, I mean, how did you how did you end up being a Chelsea fan? Well, it started off, obviously, when I was young, Chidge. I was uh, born and bred, born in Chelsea, Westminster Hospital, originally St. Stephen's Hospital. We, uh, I think I'm about fourth generation from my mum's side. Obviously, I knew my dad, my granddad. My, unfortunately, my father died very young, so I didn't have a lot of role models in my life male ones and the biggest one I had was my granddad but he was working all the time he was an Arsenal fan but he never put pressure on me he just used to like sit down and watch football if it was ever on I think I can remember watching the 1982 World Cup with him but uh, the Chelsea side came from yeah my mum and with her before that my my nan and then my nan's dad uh we lived 
in Barclay Road, Fulham Broadway, which is uh, sort of connects to Fulham Road and the front of Ilbrook Common. So Chelsea was always the uh, the first team I I ever learnt about, really. Uh, as kids, you know, we used to muck around playing on Ilbrook. You know, we used to watch the crowds come out. I used to stand on the, uh, the front of Ilbrook and used to bribe or con people out of their programs saying that, you know, I was supposed to go to the game, blah, blah, blah. My mum would kill me if I go back and I haven't got a program to prove I've gone. And always some poor soul would give me their program, feel sorry for me. Uh, it was different. It was, it was great being brought up right on the ground, you know, right so, so near to Stamford Bridge. You know, as I said, it was a two, three minute walk. We used to, right little scallywags you know we'd, we'd get in there with a ball and play football for five ten minutes until the groundsmen whoever the staff were would chase us off oh we'd just get in there and just muck around you know run up the stands i remember one game uh i think it was aston villa uh, it was got called off because really bad snow and we got in there and we built a snowman on the pitch and was uh throwing snowballs at each other <laughs> fighting it was uh it was brilliant and uh, so, yeah, it was always Chelsea. I remember my mum had, she had went into hospital for a serious operation and I must have shown, obviously, it started to get really keen in football. So to stop me worrying, I think my nan took me to buy my first Chelsea kit. It would have been 81 or 82 because I think it was £15 for the whole kit. It's like £7.50 for the shirt, £5 for the shorts and maybe £2.50 for socks. But so if that would have been when I was six and... As I said, we was already mucking around by the ground. Uh, we used to we used to go up. There's, there's Walson and Mansions, which is right next to the ground. We used to go up to the top, right to the top, and you could see like three quarters of the pitch. I remember you did a, an interview recently on on the fancast, and you were talking to some some guy who said, "Oh, he did the same sort of thing in a tower block behind." Uh, at the back of Stamford Bridge on Modern Road, I think it was called King Charles House. Well, he was missing missing the trick because if you went in Walsall and mentioned, <laughs> you saw more of the game. Uh, and yeah, so that was it. It was obviously it, it was Chelsea. Uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, it was just it was too easy, really. You know, it was. Uh, it was there's no other team really. Obviously, Chelsea being in Fulham, but it was never Fulham, even though we used to go Chelsea one week for them and next once we got used to going. But yeah, it was, it was, it was so only ever Chelsea. Re- really genuinely was your local team. So you support your yeah. local team, Dane. Well, yes, yes, it, it, it was. Yeah, it was. And, you know, we used to, as I said, we used to hang around by the ground. We'd meet all the players. I remember meeting Dixon and Dixon and Canneville and big, someone really big. So it was either Rugby or Joey Jones. I remember Dow Jasper, he was, he was used to take the mick out of me because he said I had the same hair as him and Nevin was... <laughs> very unique because his style was, was in that 80s time was not like what we was used to a lovely man Nevin and yeah it was a really it was just yeah as I said it's so weird being being brought up right next to the ground it was like nothing else now nothing else amazing but bizarrely considering you know you were so close to Stamford Bridge and you were mucking around there all the time as a kid like you were saying your first Chelsea game was actually an away game wasn't it yes as I said because uh, I never had I always had promises from my from my mum's brothers, my uncles will take him to Chelsea, but me standing by the door with my hat on and scarf, 
waiting for them to come after being promised is another story and being left in tears because <laughs> they never did. So it was always a uh, like a friend from school or yeah, someone's dad, obviously. And I remember obviously them asking my mum if they could take me. And my mum said, yeah, yeah, obviously, you know, look after him and all that. And I got confused because I was quite young. And I remember thinking, well, why are we not walking there? And I can remember being on the train thinking, you know, why is it taking so long? I don't remember a lot about the Arsenal game because, again, it was quite surreal. I remember we was in the corner by the corner flag. And when Kerry scored, uh, he sort of obviously scored and he sort of vived over to where we were, uh, but never didn't actually come over to us. But I remember, again, thinking, why have we come so far and... It's a home game because again, it was all Chelsea there. Everyone was jumping up. They Chelsea literally took over the whole ground. And again, I can't, I can't remember a lot about it. I can remember Dow Jasper again because he he played that day in Canaville. But yeah, my memories of that game was not is quite. I suppose what I was eight. So, and again, you're, you're mucking around with with my friend who was with me, so I wasn't taking much in. Well. You, I mean, you know, you were eight years old, and, and understandably, you don't you don't remember an awful lot about it. But of course, as an adult, you'll now know that that is one of the most famous uh, matches in Chelsea's history. Because of course, that was when we went back to Division One. It was our first game back. Chelsea were back. There were probably about twenty thousand Chelsea fans inside of Highbury. So it wasn't just the clock end that we were at, which is where we were supposed to be, but all round the ground. I mean, that match has become so famous that Marco Worrell wrote a book about it with Kelvin Barker and DJ. And also, of course, Kerry scored, as you know, and we all know that it was, Kerry always says that was his favourite goal. So it was a real I was there moment, I think. And you were there. Yes, yeah, I, it is. It does actually it's making, you make me go tingly on my arm, <laughs> your arms now just talking about it. Uh, yeah, it is. I wish I, I should really do actually more research into it. As I said to you, I remember more about my second game because and the third game because of the violence <laughs> so well should we move on to that because i know i know which one you're talking about this is millwall in the fa cup in the fourth round at home on uh, the 4th of uh, february i think wasn't it in 1985 yeah yeah guy sort of a new and oh, that's another latching on to someone else a, a new guy in our started in our school and maybe he wasn't there a lot because he did he uh, he went to acting school and uh, I've got become friendly with him and his dad, who was something to do in the industry as well, you know, got me to go to, I think it was in the East Stand Middle, where it was always quite sought after tickets. And uh, obviously he took me to the, was it the Millwall game, which was first? Yes, yeah, the Millwall game, which was first. And I remember it being a, I remember, I remember it being a replay. I think, I'm sure we'd already played like, you know, I think it was on a Monday and we'd already played on the Saturday and then we was playing again on the Wednesday. I remember being lots of games together. Uh, I remember John Fashnu playing for Millwall as well. He kept changing his boots. But I also remember being quite upset because Kerry didn't play. He was injured. You're dead right. I'll tell you what, let's let's just go back because you see uh, my, my cheat for this because I've got a memory like a goldfish as most people know. And actually I wasn't there anyway, but... Um, so I cheat, and of course my greatest cheat is the Bound of Friedale, the wonderful Bound of Friedale website. And you're actually oh, okay. your memory is better than mine. Uh, Chelsea actually played in the league on the Saturday. We drew one all with Leicester up there, 
Um, Lineker scored for Leicester and Speedy oh, wow. Speedy scored a penalty for us. And then on the Monday, two days later, I can't understand this because, oh, possibly, oh, I know why. Possibly a bit of fixture congestion. Maybe somebody with a better memory than me, it could have been down to weather. But also, of course, um, this was also just after the, um, the, the, the Milk Cup matches against Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, okay. So on the Monday, the 28th, of, uh, we'd, we'd, play, we'd play Wigan on the 26th of January in the FA Cup in the third round in a replay. All right. So we had drawn, we'd drawn two all with Wigan at home on Saturday the 5th of January, right? Mm-hmm. So we replayed that match on Saturday the 26th. Why on a Saturday, I do not know. Uh, and we beat them 5-0 up there. Then on the Monday, two days after that, we played Sheffield Wednesday in the Milk Cup at home. We drew one all, of course, speedy scoring for us and Madden scoring for them. Then two days after that, Dane, this is just nuts, isn't it? Two days after mm-hmm. that, we played Wednesday up there in the very famous 4-all, you know. three, yes, th- yeah. Was it 3-0 uh, down, 4-3 up, big Doug Ruby yeah. fucked it up. La, 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 la. Exactly. Canners yeah, finest yeah. hour. Uh, where he came on as a sub and scored two and set up another. So that was the four all up at Sheffield Wednesday on the 30th. On the Saturday, as I said, we then played Leicester City in the league up there. And then on the Monday, we had our FA Cup uh, fourth round match with Millwall. Again, why it was on a Monday, I, I, I would imagine a bit of fixture congestion. But can you can you believe... I mean, and then, then on the, on the on Wednesday, Wednesday yeah. right, on the Wednesday... We had the third match against uh, Sheffield Wednesday at home where we beat them 2-1. So we had just played one. So for, up to the like 6th six of February, yeah, one, two, three, four, five. I mean, good God, we played about six matches in the space of uh, about 10 well, days. Yeah, I think it was a, a game every, every other day. Almost every other day, yeah. yeah. Absolutely nuts, right? So there you go. So anyway, cutting to the chase, we end up playing Millwall. Um, this was uh, two days before we beat Sheffield Wednesday in the replay, by the way. So we play Millwall at home on Monday the 4th of February. The team was Eddie Nizhvecki, Darren Wood, Joey Jones, Colin Pates, Joe McLaughlin, Paul Cannaval. Canners with six on his back, so sounds like he was playing in midfield. Pat Nevin, Nigel Spackman, Gordon Davies was playing, clearly replacing uh, Kerry. And then David Speedy and then Mickey Thomas on the wing. So, an interesting team. Uh, they must have been knackered, mate. But anyway, what happened? Well, we lost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Speedy missed the last-minute penalty as well. He did. He did. Oh. 88, 88 minutes would have made it 3 all. Yeah, I can remember Canneville scoring. I don't think he scored first, but I can remember him scoring. I think maybe Spackman scored yep, first. spot on. We scored two goals in four minutes. Spackman on 54 minutes, Canneville 58 minutes. Uh, Millwall. Obviously, uh, we went up. So yeah, Millwall, Millwall were 1 0 up at half time through a Lovell goal. And then we scored on, on 54 minutes and 58, Spackers and Canners. Uh, and then Fashionu, uh, sorry, Lovell scored, uh, sorry, Fashionu scored on 61 minutes and then Lovell scored a penalty on 71. So they were then 3 uh, 3 2 up. And as you say, Speedy missed a penalty on 88 minutes. Yeah, I, I remember as well being, as I said, being in the middle tier and. My friend just pointing out these obviously people who were in the TV industry or who were famous. I couldn't remember obviously now who he was talking about because they was linked to uh, 
another couple of actors who uh, I think the mum and dad owned the, the Chelsea pensioner. I think in the day it was called the Black Ball or the Red Ball. Yeah, Black Ball. So I used to stay there and they was all in this acting school and two of them ended up like going on. One was in, it's still in Hollyoaks now, I think, and the other one was in 2.4 Children. So it's a big acting sort of friends and family. So that's how I used to get the tickets and we used to obviously sit in the middle tier. And again, it's a, yeah, it was it was the Millwall game, but my next game was the Sunderland game, and that was that was what I clearly can remember because the violence there was was terrible. I think that's when I started to. It was only a, a couple of weeks later. I remember the pitch being terribly bad. Speedy was sent off. Everyone having a go at Clive Walker. A uh, couple of uh, people, you, you know, trying to get on the field. Someone come on to try and. Somebody did. Oh. So I can't. I, I know somebody who knows him, but apparently at the end of the match, well, I know from Kerry. By the way, just to give everybody the lowdown on this, it was on the fourth of March. This is the second leg of the Milk Cup semi-final. Um, the home leg, uh, you know, when we played Sunderland up there, that was notorious because uh, we played on a on an ice rink of a pitch, which Chelsea found very difficult. Many people said it should have been postponed. We lost two nil. Um, on the way back, it was awful because apparently the uh, the trains, the, the the you know the Sunderland fans put all the windows out. The police were leading Chelsea fans into grateful arms of Sunderland supporters to give them a kicking. So if you talk to a few of the people that were around at the time, people like Kelvin Barker, it was a real nightmare. So we came back. That was on the thirteenth of February, and then we we had the second leg, the one that you were at on fourth of March. The team was Eddie Nishvecki, Joey Jones, Doug Rook, V. Colin Pakes, Dale Jasper. Canners came on for Dale as a sub. Johnny Bumstead, Pat Nevin, Nigel Spatman. Kerry's back. Kerry Dixon, David Speedy and Mickey Thomas. Speedy scored early. I remember that. He did. Now, I, I heard from Kerry recently that Speedy tried to have a, have a fight with Clive Walker after the match. And uh, Clive Walker apparently said to him, oh, I'll give you a couple of tickets for the final, mate. <laughs> oh, I thought, yeah, I, I don't know if, if it was correct, but I thought Speedy then said to him, well, you won't be playing in the final when I break your legs. I don't, yeah. I don't know how true that <laughs> was. Probably but I thought that's probably true. I thought that was his answer. Yeah, but I can remember there, yeah, them trying to get onto the field to get to the Sunderland supporters. And it was like a really bad atmosphere. Again, I was in the middle of the East and... Uh, yeah, it was. It was obviously not great record. My first two home games. Uh, I remember afterwards, I, we we sort of got lost from the dad who took us, and they always said before, "Listen, come come away from the ground uh, and go and stand near Ilbrook Common." So we did, and a load of Sandler run past us, and we had blue scarves on, and they pushed us, me and my friend, over. Pushed my friend so hard onto the railings that he was crying, and I think they called us Cockney, you know. Uh, swore at us, called us Cockney whatevers and uh, nasty buggers. And yeah, so that was my first uh, experience of hooliganism and being on the end of it at the age of, what, eight? Some brave Sunderland supporters. So thus far, so th- these are the matches you saw in your first season. Who, who are you going with? So I'm going with my friends and his dad. Right, but away as well. That's interesting. So you've seen, you've seen Chelsea... Draw up at Highbury, the famous mm-hmm. one all there. You've seen us lose to Millwall at home. Uh, lose to Sunderland. <laughs> lose to Sunderland. So losing the FA Cup to Millwall and witnessed lo- lots Cup. of violence, no yeah. doubt, Millwall turning up. You've seen us lose to Sunderland in the Milk oh, Cup. Oh, I've got another one. Don't worry about that. Semi-final. All right. So you still we- haven't seen us win. And then there's another match that season that you see, there's isn't there? A, yeah. Another I away played, match. I 
famous there's a famous club football boys club called the Brunswick Boys Club off the Haldane Road off off a North End Road it's on the Haldane Road and uh, I think even Jodie Morris was there uh, as a kid uh, it's probably the biggest and best football club in in Fulham at the time I think it's still going now anyway I can't remember if they took us up as a group or again I went with a couple of parents and a couple of boys who played but yeah so it was Liverpool it was sometime in May uh, and yeah we lost four three I think I remember Davies scoring again because there was a Fulham supporter with us who was I think Dick Kerry scored as well uh, there's a Fulham supporter with us who kept on obviously praising Gordon Davies he didn't have too much of a bad record I can recall for us it wasn't a lot of games but he scored a couple it's on like six and 13, but yeah, so that was a trip up to Liverpool and them. Yeah. Again, I remember them throwing coins at us as well as we was coming, coming out. We, uh, so yeah, a bit of a funny old first season of watching. It was indeed. I mean, that match was interesting. I mean, Liverpool <clears throat> unusually, of course, were not top of the table that year. Uh, Everton went on to win the league. We ended up, uh, we ended up in sixth place, which not, which was not bad for our first season back in the first division. Um, but uh, what a weird old match that was. It was 3-1 at half-time. And uh, uh, basically who scored? Whelan scored on four minutes, Nickel on 11 and Nickel on 27. Oh, yeah, I really dislike Nickel. Everybody dislikes Nickel, still do. I think he's now doing punditry in the States and they don't like him there much. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Spackman uh, scored a penalty on 17 minutes. Kerry scored on 48. So basically made it 3-2. Uh, and then Gordon Davis scored on 71 minutes. Uh, but that was a bit of a consolation because by then Rush had scored on 68 to make it 4-2. Uh, and then Davies scored a consolation on 71 to make it 4-3. So not a bad effort, really, uh, when all mm. things are considered because that was a pretty handy Liverpool team. I'll just read them out. Grobelar, Neil, Beglin, Lawrence, Nickel, Hansen, Dalgleish, Whelan, Rush, Walsh and Walk. Pretty good. And we had Eddie Nishvecki, Terry Howard played. Blimey. A name from the past. Uh, Joey Jones came on for him as a sub. Keith Dublin was playing. Colin Pates, Joe McLaughlin, Johnny B, Pat Nevin, Spackers, Kerry Dixon, Gordon Davies, clearly in for Speedy, who I was, would imagine was either suspended or injured. Not sure which. And Mickey Thomas on the wing. So there you go. So that was your first season, really, watching Chelsea. So, I mean, we, we've talked about some of those players. I mean, who, who were your favourite players growing up? Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. (laughs) It's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Oh, well, obviously, before I went to any a, any games, I'd met Kerry, who was really Cannaville, Nevin, as I said already, Dow Jasper, Keith Jones. I remember Keith Jones being really, really nice. And obviously, once I started going, I I used to quite like the flair player. I remember quite liking Mickey Hazard. Uh I thought it was quite quite skillful. You know, we didn't have a lot of players like that. And then, obviously, once once I was going completely regularly, after we'd got uh, relegated through the playoffs, you know, you had the the Tony Dorigos and the Juries, and I remember really liking Graham Roberts as well, which is a shame because he doesn't really have much nice things to say about us at the moment. But he was loved. Yeah, he was. In that season, you know, he was a hard man. I remember, you know, if anyone fouled one of our players, you know, the chant would would come out, Robbo's going to get you. Uh, We we adored him. All those penalties as well, don't Yeah. Yeah. He should show us the the, the supporters at the time respect. I know, you know, obviously it's another conversation, Twitter, and he does get a bit of stick. But he should, you know, show a little bit of respect to us because we supported him through thick and thin uh, for a good two seasons maybe i think uh dane i've often said this i think that uh 88 89 side or was it 87 88 i always get my date uh, dates mixed up but the one that won the the, the second division with the most yeah. points uh so it was the 88 89 wasn't it uh where robert scored all those penalties uh, i think that that side is one of the most underestimated of all chelsea sides because the football that we played that season was phenomenal Oh, it was I was probably my so it was my first full season going home and quite a bit away, and I think it was probably my f- most favourite season. I hold that so fondly. Uh, I saw a lot, went went a lot away in that season, uh, and you know with the boys in blue from Division Two, won't be there for long. It was a great, great, great times. Uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Everyone sort of stepped up. Obviously, Kerry was. His usual brilliant self. Uh, as I said, Dorigo, you know, Clark, uh, Joe McLaughlin as well. I think that's the first. I'm sure he was the first super, super Frank Lampard. I saw they did they use that chant on him first, Joe McLaughlin, super Joe McLaughlin. I think they might have done. Uh, he was instrumental to us. Uh, oh, obviously Peter Nicholas, Johnny Bumpstead was was really good. It was a great, great team. Kevin Wilson. Kevin McAllister. Kevin McAllister was really good. I think he'd been there a couple of years and he sort of really stepped up that year. But I think, didn't we, first six games or eight games or something, we played, we wasn't behind closed doors, but it was restricted, wasn't it? We were, the shed wasn't there. Yeah, we. I think we were, I think we were basically, yeah, exactly that because of all, all the violence in the playoff against Middlesbrough the season before when we got relegated highly unexpectedly and stupidly, um, we, we had a ban, a home ban. 
So you're right. Uh, but it didn't it didn't actually affect us too much. Um, let me just uh, get this up. Um, by the way, Kerry scored 28 goals that season. And um, Graham Roberts, from the penalty spot, scored 17. Wow, brilliant. Unbelievable. Know, 12, yeah, yeah, he did score. He probably scored... Did he score about 15 penalties or something? Yeah. Like that? yeah. Three out or something. Must have been something like that. But it's quite interesting mm. because the season didn't start too well. I mean, we... No, I remember us losing the first game of the season. We lost Blackburn to Blackburn Rovers, Rovers yeah, 2-1 at home. Then we drew away at Palace. We lost to Bournemouth 1-0. Then drew at Oxford. Then drew at Barnsley. Then lost 3-1 at home to City. We were in 19th position by now. The, our first win of the season, of course, had to be, didn't it? We beat Leeds United up there <laughs> on the 24th of September. Hardly deserved. Yeah, and, and then we lost to, to Scunthorpe United in the uh, Littlewoods Cup, 4-1. Um, but then we started to get going, and I think that was the thing. Once we started to get going, we were absolutely brilliant. I mean, we scored 99 points that season, which I think was a record for the second division. We scored ninety six goals, mate. Yeah, it was a, it was it was as you said. You know the way we got relegated was again being at that game, and we had some battles with Middlesbrough over the years. Uh, when they relegated us in that one off season, where they decided to bring in that the playoffs, that was that was hard time because I remember Jury scoring quite early on. And I thought we was going to win, but we was already obviously two 0 down. And obviously, got relegated in that season. But, as I said, they made some, you know, some really backbone signings with with, with Robbo and uh, Peter Nicholas, uh, and obviously already had Kerry there and Tony Dorigo, like sort of like really came into himself. <clears throat> Grams, jury was yeah. jukebox. Jury was really good for us. He was, well. wasn't he? Actually, Bobby Campbell, decent man as well. Graham yeah. Lasso breaking through. Stevie Clark breaking through. Uh, a really lovely mixture of of young players and and you know hardened pros. Um, we, we mentioned Kerry a few times. Was he your absolute? Was he your number one hero at Chelsea? Uh, I think obviously you always have a soft spot for a striker. I don't know what it is. You know, it's, you get the, initially you get that excitement and anticipation for a striker to do well, and that just starts from seeing Kerry. You know, six foot, blue eyes and blonde hair, going through the years, through through you know, through even when we. Sign Mark Hughes and Vial, even on to Crespo and Anelk. You always get excited when you mm. see these strikers. Kerry was, I think he was the number one for me. I've probably met him six times, and every time I've, it's, you know, I, 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 I'm lost for words. Uh, he's, uh, he still does it now. I think I last saw him about six years ago. At, I think one of my sons was playing football, maybe a little bit longer, actually. And even then, I was, I was lost for words. Uh, he he would he was the hero, and I, I always remember Paul Merson saying that. Although he had such a connection to Arsenal, Paul Merson, he always said that you'll never forget your heroes and the teams you liked at Chelsea. And although he clearly has a massive feelings for Arsenal, he said, "I can never take the fact I'm a Chelsea fan." That's the way it was when I was a kid, and it'll always be that way. And I think those games, when you first get into it, and the heroes, they stay with you forever. And you're obviously fond of players, you know. I remember obviously the signings of Paul Elliott and Vinnie Jones, and you know when you said before as well when the youngsters started coming through like Lasso, Damien Matthew, Bobby Stewart. You know, you you get fond of these people, especially the local boys like Jody Morris and Mark Steen. You remember all these players. And then you get the statement signings that we made over the years that we start to make the more successful we got. Like 
Desai and Hasselbank, Crespo and Ashley Cole and all them lot. But yeah, Kerry will always be number one. Now that Frank is our manager, he's a very, very close second. Uh, but yes, yeah, definitely Kerry. Definitely Kerry. Well, I can't argue with that. I love the man, as you well know. Right. So, what over the years? I mean, you've been, you know, going what thirty-five years? Yeah, yeah, thirty-five years. So you've seen some matches over the time as we all have. So what are some of your favourite memories from those years? Wow. Uh, I remember some of my, again, going away with my friend and his dad. We went up to Manchester United in uh, 1986. Actually, it's funny how your uh, your memory plays up with you because I always thought it was nil-nil. I remember Tony Godden saving two penalties. It was only a couple of years ago when Kerry was regularly on Twitter but someone tweeted something and I said, wait, there, we won one nil. Very squad. I was like, could not, could not for life remember me. But that was a great memory. Uh, going up to Manchester United, I think, again, I was about 10. I remember the season we spoke about, the, it was the 88, 89 season when we, when we came up and we beat Leeds one nil. I think Johnny B, Johnny Bumstead scored. That was a, another memorable day. Uh, the full Members Cup final. We beat Middlesbrough 1-0. Tony Dorigo scored a free kick. That was a, a brilliant day because, again, we wasn't used to, you know, that was my first time going to Wembley. Uh, I did not go to Wembley for the 5-4 against Man City. But I remember the, uh, again, as I said, I used to go a lot with my friend and his dad and he got tickets, but he said, obviously, I could only get two. I can't take you, but I'll promise I'll take you to the next two games afterwards. And I was, although I was upset going to Wembley, again, I was quite happy that I'd be going to the next games afterwards. Little I'd know that it would be a 4-0 loss to West Ham and a 6-0 loss to Oh, no, you were at those. The ones that cost us, many people say we were in, a, in for a shout with the title until that happened. We, we was doing really well. Uh, and I remember once we won the four members' cup, beating Man City, we sort of nosedived mm. terribly. Uh, but yeah, and obviously, obviously over the years, you know, we got, you got the... Uh, the games we were two 0 down against Liverpool, and we ended up winning four two. That put a hullet side. I remember that was quite funny because I was sitting next to a Liverpool sport at the time. <laughs> uh, Vicenza as well. Oh, yeah, There's so many. There? Yeah, on the way Amsterdam. You know the May United game where Mourinho was in charge. We beat them four nil. Anytime we've beaten Spurs at White Lane when I've been there, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to... So what's, what's the, what's the, what's the favourite one, Dane? If I had to push you to wow. choose one, what would it be? I think it would be the FA Cup final beating Middlesbrough 2-0 because, I said, I'd already been... As, although I'd been, already been to Wembley, this was the FA Cup. This was not the Four Members' Cup, so it was a whole new, whole new ball game. And I just remember... Obviously, we, obviously Young had been on been on the razzle, been on the drink quite a lot and that day and I remember obviously Di Matteo scoring so early and then Eddie scoring late on and I remember at the end of the game I don't know if it was where I was sobering up but I remember just standing there with my arms crossed and just I didn't know if I was going to cry or or if I couldn't just take it in because I remember people saw me on telly and they said oh you didn't look very happy I think it zoomed in on me and I just had my arms crossed and I was just looking out into to, to the Wembley pitch but it was because I'd I was just you know flabbergasted I'd never thought I'd see it and uh that was probably the 
my most favourite match and favourite memory. Pretty good memory. I'm I'm going to be a real bad boy now, Dane, and flip it over to the other side, which is what are your worst moments as a Chelsea supporter? Oh wow, Jesus Christ! There's quite well, a few mentioned... of those as well, aren't there? Well, yeah, I'd already said <laughs> I'd already said how I, you know, been upset I couldn't go to the full members cup final the first one but being promised that I could go to two <clears> games <throat> afterwards and it was 4-0 lost at home to West Ham and 6-0 to QPR and <laughs> every time I went QPR we lost oh it's hard I remember going obviously the relegation to to Borough I also remember it's funny enough again going back to what I stated is my favorite season we went up to Leicester on the same day as Hillsborough. Yeah, yeah. And I think if we won, we would have got promoted. And in a very scary coincidence, I've never been so uh, claustrophobic, so squashed and tight at a match. There was too many in there. So much that my friend who was with me, he had like marks on his on his belly where he'd been pushed onto the, uh, uh, you know, the borders used to stand in front of. Uh, it was... Uh, terrible game we lost 2-0 I think Kevin McAllister actually scored a goal disallowed so we did have a little bit of a jump up and Pete, then when Peter I got Nicholas, home Peter Nicholas got oh, sent off no Peter oh. Nicholas got sent off on 87 minutes um, actually the funny thing is is that McAllister Gary McAllister missed a penalty oh, uh, well actually yeah, it was saved to be fair Dave Besant saved it um, but it was so a bad a couple of jump ups then yeah. I'm sure Kevin McAllister tapped one in at a far post and so we did have, but I remember getting home and my mum was, you know, beside herself and she'd obviously heard what had happened and she just got confused. She'd obviously worked out, but I was, and I remember saying, mum, why would I be at Liverpool, Nottingham Forest? You know, <laughs> been going to Chelsea for how long now? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then she explained what happened. And I just, it, I thought I've ever, ever since then, I thought it's an eerie, horrible coincidence. At the same time, just, we was obviously, it was nowhere near on the levels of what they put up nipple sports part within in Hillsborough but yeah that's the most kind of comfortable I've ever been at a match obviously moving on yeah I remember going to I remember three games in a row in 1989 where we lost as well we lost to Wimbledon again QPR and Liverpool five twos a couple of five twos there and they were sort of dark times Forest away seven nil I travelled all the way up there and that was, <laughs> <laughs> that was a disgrace but I suppose the more successful we got uh, especially in Ranieri's, Abramovich's first season, we'd open a checkbook. I remember being really upset losing to Monaco, uh, especially if we went 2 0 up. I thought, well, we, we, you know, we're back in here. We've uh, got the obviously the away goal from the first leg. And it was free all, but then they got a lucky goal just on half time. Oh, so you got any Barca or Liverpool semi we've lost to? Right, but I think I'm going to I'm going to pin you down. Absolute worst moment. I think I think when when we first started to win, obviously we won the FA Cup, we'd already won quite a few trophies and we went into that season under Hullet where we actually should have won the league. Uh, we played really well. I think we only we finished the season four points off and I think we'd, we'd drawn, we started to muck up. We drew, I think we had three draws in a row, including a 2-2 at home to Leicester where we were 2-0 up. And Guppy. Steve Guppy. Steve Guppy scored. Uh, so any time, because I started to really believe then again, which was not, you know, we're not used to that because we're Chelsea. Obviously, we could win. We started to win the odd cup. But the thought of winning the league was, 
it started to it started to become real because we were so close. But then, as I said, we had three draws in a row, and that 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 really got me. That was that was devastating. Then I've never forgiven Steve Guppy for that, and I actually now work with his cousin. <laughs> Can you believe that? But uh, oh. we were we were two nil up, right? Uh, and we were in second position. Yeah, we were we were in second position at the time. This was on the 18th of April, so we're three or four matches short of the. Uh, uh, you know the the run in as it were. Zola put us one nil up. Petrescu put us two nil up, and then Dubes got an own goal. Classic Dubes own goal. Eighty two minutes. And then Steve Guppy scores on eighty eight minutes, and that cost us. Now the funny thing is, Dane, I I always get that season confused and think that that was the uh, the season that we that we played Arsenal at home, and. Um, I don't know why. I always kind of think that that Arsenal home match where um, oh, when he got Carnu a got a hat-trick mm-hmm. in the last kind of four minutes, I always think it was that season. But actually, it, it wasn't. It's funny how the, the mind plays tricks on you. That was actually It a does. Yeah, that well, was as I said, with the Man United game, I went up there and I couldn't. I didn't know we won 1-0. I thought it was 0-0 and well, Godden had saved yeah. two penalties and that was the, the two highlights. It does. Your, your mind does play does play uh, massive tricks of you. But obviously, going 30-odd years, yeah, you do have to question yourself and you obviously check on the internet to see if you were right or wrong now my old fruit last question uh favorite songs yeah i think it hovers around the first season when you when you first start going regularly well obviously not my first season so it's probably about my fifth and i just remember you know that how much how much the chelsea chelsea would go on and again come along come along come along and sing this song with the boys in blue I used to quite like the maybe it's because I'm a Londoner as well. Obviously, the Kerry anytime Kerry scored England's number nine. I used to quite quite like as well when when we'd sing about the away team. Well, I think it's something like you know the away team sing. We don't know why because after the match they're gonna die. <laughs> I remember being in the middle of the shed and some big bloke. I think we was losing. For example, it was Arsenal. I don't I don't know if it was some big bloke that looked at me. Looked at me after. I'd been singing a song at whatever age, 12, 13. And he said to me, what are you actually going to do? And I said, what? Excuse me? <laughs> he said, well, after the match, they're all there. What are you actually going to do? And I said, well, I'll probably give it and stand behind someone big like you. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I think, obviously, uh, in recent years as well, the Torres song I quite liked when he scored a goal. That, that got sang quite loud. Favourite? Uh, Favourite? I'm going to pin you down, Dave. Is <laughs> I think one man went to Mo because of the build up to it. And obviously, I can remember when it was sang and you would crouch down and then jump up at the end and then the Chelsea afterwards. I think it would be that one because that one, you know, as I said, the build up, it'd start off a little bit slow and then it would really build up and really get lively. And I think all the, other, all the away supporters would always think, what are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, there is that. Mona dogs. So. Well, don't don't worry, Dane. I'm not going to ask you to do a one-man uh, rendition <laughs> uh, on here. I will save that for the pub next time we catch up, which I yes. hope will be soon, although this bloody uh, coronavirus is putting a stop to all of our fun at the moment. Hence the reason for doing these. And I have to say, Dane, that's been... I mean, this I could have done this for three hours with you. The number of yeah, games we could, could have, have talked about would have been... It's funny, all these things are coming in my head now, all these things I've missed out. And I'd just like to say one thing, uh, which I didn't mention, was although Kerry was my absolute hero, the excitement when Hullet signed, 
was was I've never experienced anything like it. Match closely, secondly to when Viali signed. When those two, I've never felt anything like it on on, on the signing since. Took it to a whole new level, didn't it, Dane? Yes, I'm it just going to all all it remains for me to say is thank you so much for sharing. Uh, what it's you know really your your su- Chelsea supporting history it's been absolutely delightful uh, sharing some of those pleasure. memories with you very thank much you. my kind me. of generation uh, yes, as well yes, which is lovely because yes. I kind of good. yeah I started m- much the same kind of time so brilliant stuff Dane you've been a ledge and I'll speak to you soon thank you very much take care thank you It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 